Hello everyone and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing something that we are all striving for and that is how to say yes to a healthier, happier you. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. My aim with these podcasts is to get useful, targeted information to single mums wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I hunt down experts in the subjects that matter to single mums and I ask the questions that I think you want to know the answers to. The information being shared in my free podcast can save you time, money and a whole lot of worry. Why pay for services or waste time looking for information when you can get it right here? And if you have any questions that are specific to your situation, my guests are always happy to go a step further. So don't be afraid to contact them directly if you like what you're hearing. And talking of guests, it's my great pleasure to introduce today's podcast guest, Corinne Coeli from Tribal Wellness Movement. Now, Corinne is single mum to two beautiful little girls, Rose and Skylar, having separated from her husband in September 2015 due to drug abuse. And it was while she was pregnant with her second daughter that Corinne decided to make some much needed changes to her life, most importantly to her health. She felt she was overweight, um, was suffering bouts of depression, and eventually getting to the point where she felt that every day was like torture. She then discovered the tribal wellness movement and decided to join up on a mission to heal herself and the world through good nutrition. Now, I met Corinne through my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine, and as with so many women in the group, I feel like I've known her forever. Corinne has been so much more than just another face. She's been an active member with brilliant ideas, advice and inspiration. And I've been desperate to get her chatting to me on a podcast. So I'm really pleased that I finally have. Welcome, Corinne. Hi, thank you, Lucy, for having me. It's um, quite an honour, actually, and I've just loved being a part of the single mum vine. <laughs> I know. We're always on there, aren't we? we uh, it's kind of taken over our lives a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's just my daily inspiration and um, just somewhere where I feel like I belong and I can comfortably ask any question or anything that I've had a challenge that's come along the way and um yeah it's just been such an inspiration I, I i just love it yeah yeah i do as well and and i'll tell you what we'll go off topic very briefly because i can't start my chat to you today without a quick mention and thank you for your wonderful idea that has become our facebook secret sister um <laughs> so i want to very quickly explain to our listeners um, Corinne came up with the wonderful idea of a Valentine's secret sister, which is like a secret Santa, but for single mums on Valentine's Day. Anyway, it was her idea. I ran with it and I got over 150 mums on board. And I'm currently doing the same for Mother's Day. And I've got nearly 300 single mums sending each other gifts and messages of empowerment on what can sometimes be quite a hard day for single mums. Uh, what do you think, Corinne? Everyone's loving it, aren't they? 
Yeah, it's actually quite a little buzz in the group at the moment. Everyone's exciting and posting about they've sent their present off and, um, you know, I think it's just really nice. I, I, I myself was sort of dreading Valentine's Day and thought, you know, we're so supportive of each other. We're like this little friendship um, support group and why not um, help each other out a little bit when we have times like this? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I often think, especially with the Mother's Day one, who better to you know, pat each other on the back and congratulate each other than another single mum with similar challenges because really only a single mum can understand the challenges of another single mum. Yeah, definitely. It's like that sister womanly hood thing. It's it just, is. yeah, it's really nice. It is, it is. Anyway, the reason I mentioned this is not only to say a public thank you to you, um, but to display that this is the kind of woman Corinne is. She knows what works and she's capable of pointing people in the right direction, which is why she is so perfect for our topic today. So let's get started on how to say yes to a healthier, happier you. All right, I've got some questions here for you, so I'm going to get going. Um, So in the name of this podcast and through the words of Tribal Wellness, um, I love the way that you're linking the words healthy and happy. I like it because people associate health with their physical state, but they don't always associate it with their mental state. Yet there's no doubt that if we get healthy, it can help us in so many other areas of our lives. Can you just talk us through how being healthy can actually make us feel happy and ultimately how this affects us busy single mums? Yeah, sure. I think that was probably the, one of the most surprising and um, exciting benefits of starting my health journey. Um, originally, it was just about my health and, and um, you know, making sure that I was not at risk for a heart attack or diabetes and things like that. I think as a newly single mum, you have this shock of, oh my God, I'm responsible for these human beings and I don't want anyone else looking after them. So um, for me, it was that prevention of, of my children ending up um, in the care of someone that I didn't want them to be in the care of. So um, yeah, I, I'm not any kind of health professional, but when all I can do is share my story with, with you guys and say that um, when I started this, the, the biggest benefits I found was the physical exercise, um, redi- like releasing all the endorphins and um, all those happy hormones. Um, it's one of the benefits I think was the biggest surprise for me, mm. getting up every morning and, and finding the motivation to um, exercise and just how good I felt. Um, also the connection between our gut health and our mental health. Um, as I've gone along in this journey, I've learned so much about um, human body and how we utilize nutrients. And um, yeah, I just never knew that there was that connection. And there's more and more studies coming out now on the benefits of, uh, of our gut health and um, the connection of that and mental health. So um, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's becoming more mainstream. We talk about kabuchas and sauerkrauts and things like that. And, and that's all to do with our gut health. Mm, yeah I mean there's so much talk and I don't really understand understand it all but there is this massive link to the gut isn't there now and is that what's connected with all these people who are um, gluten intolerant as well that's all gut related isn't it 
Yeah, um, we've just recently released a customer webinar on gut health and um, it was amazing the information. I'm still to let it all sink in and um, learning a lot about it myself. But yeah, definitely um, the way we absorb nutrients through our gut and how it's affecting our mental health is just crazy. So yeah, I'm, I'm still learning a lot about it, but there's a definite connection there. Mm, yeah, and I, I think as well it can what how your how healthy your gut is, and I suppose how healthy you are in general does come out um, on the outside through your skin, and you can you can see um, when you look at someone whether they're healthy or not. And I think that you know when I was younger and you know had problems skin going through my teenage years, we very much always just linked it to certain things. But now they're looking at the gut as being a problem um, with the skin. And if you can clear that up, your skin clears up as well. And it's a bit of an indicator, isn't it, as to what's going on inside, but especially in your gut. Yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to good nutrition. Mm. What you're feeding your body is how it's going to react to things. And, um, you know, on the outside, as you said, your skin and, and how clear it is and how I mean, it's the biggest organ in our body. And if your skin's terrible, can you imagine what the rest of your organs are like? Mm, yeah. um, we don't get to see the inside. So I think that's the most important thing is is making sure the inside is right and the outside will eventually follow. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that was the biggest thing for me was just changing my diet, making the little changes and, um, you know, going through those stressful times as a single mum through separation and having young babies, um, I think if I didn't make the changes, I really would have struggled mentally um, to get through those days. I mean, obviously I had bad days where I just cried and I didn't get out of my PJs because <laughs> it was just all too much. But I had more good days as I went along in my journey than I had bad. Mm. And that's when I went, you know what, there's something to this. There is a much better life out there for me if I make these changes um, slowly over time. Yeah, and it's interesting because you mentioned that um, you, when you're feeling good, you have more motivation and that actually links, if you're more motivated, that links to time management. And when you're talking time management, nobody, you know, is more into that than, than single mums. You know, we're up against the clock all the time. So you would never really think that time management is linked to your health. But it is because if you're feeling good, you're motivated, your time management is better. And if you can create more time in your day to have some you time or to just relax or to spend some time with the kids then you know you're on a winner already aren't you but people tend not to link it all the way through like that they just think of health and then they think of other areas of their life but there is that link to them yeah 100% I mean yeah we always focus on how much muscle you have how big your booty is or how flat my stomach is but at the end of the day the payoff for eating good food and just doing some regular exercise um, is is massive compared to you know worrying about your booty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I'll tell you what. What actually drew me towards tribal wellness was the fact that it's not, and it actually says on the website, and I know we've spoken about it. It's not a one size fits all program that's offered there. Um, and what I love even more about it is that it's not about fad diets um don't get me started with fad diets because i've never been a fan um to make lasting change to our life in any area it has to be implemented slowly and steadily 
So what are the first steps that you'd recommend to a single mom who's looking to create a healthier life for herself and her family? Yeah, uh, look, I totally agree with the fad diet thing. <laughs> I've done many over the years. Um, and that was the big change here for me was that epiphany of that long-term health. So for me, when I first started, um, I started a food diary. I, I wrote down what I ate. I actually had an app on my phone, I think, eventually, and I logged. And there's some great apps there, there where you can scan the barcode of the product that you're eating, type in how many or the gram weightage of whatever you're eating, and it will log it for you. And you'll get to see exactly what you're eating, how many calories, fat, whatever it is that you want to monitor in your diet. And it just makes you accountable, I think, and you realize, because you just don't know. You think, I eat pretty healthy. I have a couple of veggies a night for dinner. You know, I have a wrap with salad for lunch. It's not that bad. But when you add up the things in between and what sauces and dressings and things you're putting on your food, um, it, it makes you aware. Yeah, I <laughs> um, and that app, I'm sorry, but that's incredible. I didn't know you could get an app that did that. That yeah. I mean, what you can do now with your phone is amazing, isn't it? So you yeah. literally can just scan the barcode on the item that you're eating yep. and it will tell you how many calories is in that. Yeah, so um, one of the big things that I did, um, I bought a fitness tracker, um, and a part of that, the app with the fitness tracker is a food log. So it's in that in the fitness tracker app um, where you can scan things. But there's also a few different ones. If you were to search in the app store, um, I'm sure there'd be a billion that come mm. up. Wow, wow. Yeah. So that was probably my first step was like, okay, I need to see and analyze what I'm doing and where I can make changes. Um, and then... As I sort of um, come across Travel Wellness and, and you know, looked at their program and how their philosophies on health, um, I started to look at things a bit differently, like um, shopping for fresh food. I tried to avoid in the middle of the supermarket, which I'm sure you've heard people say many a times, but how many times have you actually put it into practice and just tried to shop in that fresh food department? Um, and then the, the program offers like shopping guides and meal plans. There's a bazillion recipes online. So um, I just really plugged myself into it. Um, I tried to make it fun. I tried to just make healthy changes to what I was already eating. So just swapping it out for things that, um, you know, were just a healthier version, I suppose. Mm. Um, and prepare for success was my biggest thing. I'm all about the quick and easy and convenient and being a single mum, we're mm. all about that. Um, so I'd make a salad that lasts me three days in the fridge. I just wouldn't put the wet ingredients in it. I got a really good Tupperware bowl that had a really good lid and it stayed in my fridge and I would just eat out of that if I felt like something but I didn't have time to make a meal. Um, and freezing like bliss balls and bananas for smoothies and curries and things like that that are a quick and easy option. Mm, yeah, and I, you have to say that, I mean, I mean, I'm quite a healthy eater generally myself, but there's no way around it. You do have to prepare for it, don't you? Because to eat healthily, I honestly think does take a little bit more effort than eating unhealthily. Definitely, but it's, it's better for you financially. <laughs> 
Oh, it definitely we all, is. It we all really struggle is. financially as a single mum. And um, I know for myself if I'm eating out or takeaway or just grabbing this or he, here or there, it really adds up. But if I prepare meals and I make it in bulk, it's definitely cheaper. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking just before we kind of came on air, as it were, weren't we? And I was just saying that um, I've not been as healthy as I would like lately. And the reason for that is I've been just so busy. I've had so many things go on with my business and one of my daughters was unwell and I haven't been able to get out to the supermarket, haven't got very many fresh ingredients. So for lunch, the last three days, I've had um, a Vegemite sandwich because it's quick and it's easy. But to have that for lunch every day is not particularly healthy. Um, but I haven't had the time to prepare a nice salad or anything. So you do need to make sure that you're organized and that it will be worth it in the long run because it's a circle. Because if you become healthy, then you get more motivated and you get more time on your hands and you're off and running, aren't you? But yeah, get prepared for it. Yeah, so, so I used to just make up. Sunday my, my preparation day. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Or yeah. half a day at least. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't need to go over the top either, do you? It's just, as you say, yeah. a salad for, you know, if you make a salad, it will last for three days for lunch um, and make sure you've got loads of fresh fruit in the fridge so that if you're hungry, you grab a piece of fruit rather than um, a biscuit or a chocolate bar. Um, and I like what you mentioned as well about um, small sort of consistent changes um, that you make. It doesn't have to be one massive huge change to your life but just small changes in different areas of your life which I'm um, a real advocate for in my e-course that I offer um, which covers um, all sorts of different areas of your life but it's not about making massive changes it's about looking at each different thing making tiny little changes almost so small that you don't notice them if you keep doing them then they become habits um, and you do them without thinking and then you can move on and change something else in your life, can't you? So it's small changes um, consistently. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what I did. Um, we call it in the Travel Wellness Program, um, it's like a ladder of, um, I'm trying to think of a word that we call it. Um, gosh, I can't remember. So you just sort of go from one level sort of to the next and then you add yeah. on, don't you? Because you need a foundation to build on. Yeah, it's called a compared to what ladder. So, um, you know, if you look, as, as I said before, I looked at what I was eating and what um, changes or upgrades I could make um, with those things and just slowly do them over time. So my first challenge was um, turning all my white products into brown products. So I changed from white bread, white sugar, um, white flowers and things that I'd use in my home to brown mm. so that I was getting the whole um, more back to nature. So it's just stripping back um, to the nature foods. So that was my very first. That wasn't a huge change to make. It didn't hurt that much. Um, it didn't affect me financially. It didn't change anything but... Um, you know, added more fiber into our diets and just started that health journey, I suppose. Yeah. And um, and then it was sugar. Sugar was the next one. So we um, totally cut out any kind of processed sugar and went to natural sugars like honey and um, rice malt syrup and maple syrup and things like that um, that are a bit more closer to nature. And how did that make you feel? Because you're meant to feel amazing when you cut out sugar. 
Yeah, at first it was like, whoa, this is, um, you know, a big, the bigger change was the sugar because um, it's in a lot of foods. And, and that's another thing that's really helped me make the changes is education. Um, I watched, you know, that sugar film and things that helped me um, solidify what I was doing that mm. made me believe that what I was doing was the right thing for me and my family because for so long if I'd go on a diet, I was like, I'm going without, they can eat what they want, you know, looking outwards instead of inwards about my health and not worrying about how much I weighed or what size I was. It was about having that optimum health. And so I educated myself. I'd never really thought about nutrition. I never looked at food as nutrition, it was always of what it tastes or smelt or the texture was like. Um, so for me, it was education, learning about food and how it affects our bodies. And um, that was turning me off mentally from the sugar mm. and, and, and the other things. So, yeah. Well, no, the education is so important. And I mean, my daughters are 10 and 13 now. So certainly the 13-year-old is very into um, her you know, wanting to look good because we live in a beachside town so she's always down on the beach with her friends she wants to look good she wants to have nice skin um, and now I start talking to her about the effects that food can have and she's got a great interest in them and she actually as you say it puts you off when you really know about food how it's made what's in it it puts you off it if you know um, about it so it is a really good way to 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 learn to eat more healthy but um but i'll move on to the next question so at the end of the day your level of fitness is down to the fuel that you put in your body and the amount of exercise that you do so starting with food there are, as we've just been talking about there are so many things that we're told to avoid sugar as we've just spoken about salt dairy processed foods the lists go on and um, and i don't believe you'd tell us to give it all up at once um as you were saying just one thing at a time but so can you talk us through the plan of attack to adapt our diets in such a way that the changes that we make are permanent and long life habits as opposed to the aforementioned dreaded fad diets yeah so this was huge for me um i think being on the fad diets you sort of had this end goal that you know whether it was 30 days or you'd go on some kind of challenge and things like that, whereas there's no end goal in sight here except for health. So I didn't sort of have to put in a lot of effort and then it fizzle out because um, I was at the end of that challenge or whatever it was. This was just about making the slow, slight changes that I wouldn't really notice too much, that I wouldn't put on that poor me, I have to make the effort here and, it, and it's not fun. Um, so yeah, it was down to that mindset with educating myself on foods. Um, we're, we're really lucky with the tribal wellness movement that we have health webinars, which, um, educate us a lot on really simple, easy things that we can do. Um, and also the effects that it's having on our bodies. Um, then I just tackle one thing at a time. Like I said, just started with the brown and changing the brown and sugar um, then I looked at dairy and meat, um, and yeah, I was really surprised about this stuff. I just, I was really surprised at how little I didn't know about nutrition and the food that I was putting in my body. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and then I just come to the conclusion that the 80-20 rule, I didn't want to cut out everything 
I didn't want to, you know, miss out on certain things. So I have 80% of my diet is really mindful and I think about what I'm putting in my body. Then there's that 20% that, you know, I do feel like a whatever it is every now and again, whether it's a, you know, a latte or um, an ice cream because I'm out with my kids or we don't want to miss out on those things and be those boring people that are just carrying around nuts in their bag all the time. Um, you know, kids' birthday parties and things like that. I don't want my children to miss out on those things. But I know at home we're getting the good nutrition that their bodies are able to cope with those things when we do have them. And I think that's a real thing for single mums who are co-parenting as well. I mean, I'm, I always prepare healthy food at home, but when my girls go to their dads, I know it's not so healthy. And <laughs> it, was, it was something at the very beginning that I, I found quite upsetting that they were going there and eating so many McDonald's and frozen meals. But you have to let go and think, I guess it's a bit like the 80-20 rule that you say, it's okay as long as you're healthy and you eat well most of the time. It really doesn't matter if you have a treat and you need to have a treat every now and then and you enjoy it all the more, don't you? Yeah, and that's what makes it sustainable is that you're not missing out. It's, it's not you have to hold your breath until this thing's over. It's I'm just going to do this as life. Yeah, it's my new way of life. And again, just going back to those fad diets and education, the funny thing with the fad diet is you follow such exact rules. You do exactly as you're told, whatever crazy thing that might be. You know, you can eat this, you can't eat this, or you can eat this at a certain time. But yeah. you're not educating yourself. You're just following a set of rules that don't have any backup to them or real understanding. You're just doing something that somebody else tells you to do, and it's not sustainable. Um, whereas if you really know what's in your food, then you make your own decisions based on what you've learned. Um, so that's why it's so much more successful um, for everybody who does it, I'm sure. Um, and also as well, I think, to have the support of other people. I mean, for anything that we do in life, I believe really strongly for all our goals um, that we we need to share them with people. We need to tell people what our goals are. And in fact, it's proven that if we do talk about our goals, we're 80% more likely to achieve them. And um, I mean, I put a post on the single mum vine every couple of weeks saying to the ladies, you know, what are your plans for the week? Share them. Because once you put them out there, you're more likely to follow through and do them. Um, and then I always check in with them on the Friday. And people do tend to follow through on their goals. So if you're part of a movement doing something together and you've got webinars to watch and you've got people to talk to and you know there's other people in the same boat as you, it's surely going to make it so much easier and more enjoyable to see, to see it through and to change your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Um... If we look back through human nature, uh, history, and how we um, were brought up, originally we were in tribes or in villages, and and you know, same thing with the single mum fine. It's that community that um, help each other and encourage and support each other. And um, I think that's what I love about um, the tribe and in, in the tribal wellness movement is that we have that support, um, that encouragement from the community in there, but also, um, the person that you that introduces you to it is your wellness coach or coordinator. So, um, you know, we have a questionnaire in the beginning to find out exactly where you are in your health, 
where you'd like to be and um, we'll check in every month with you to see how you're going and there's just that support there that's, that's your personal cheerleader I suppose in um, your health journey and we direct people into you know whatever recipes that are going to help them and what what their challenges are with their diet um, and also with their um, exercise and things like that so it's it's just having that um, community I think and being surrounded by like-minded people you just sort of it just makes things easier you're not challenged by people that say oh you know you're going to eat that or we're going to make that it's not going to taste very nice or have that opinion it's you know it's that encouragement I think um, from that community. And I suppose you need to, and in the same vein, you also need to perhaps remove the people from your life who are um, who are bad influences on you. So if you have got some friends who you hang around with or you see quite a lot and they don't have very much regard for their health um, or they don't encourage you in what you're doing, it's probably a good idea to perhaps have a little break from them while you're making the first changes. Um, it's always so important to make sure that you've got the right people around you or as I would call it a su support group. I think we all need um, a support group around us who know what we want to do and are there to help us. And if anyone in that group is not gonna be on your side, you need to distance yourself a little bit, don't you? Yeah, again, it's that 80-20 rule, like spend 20% of your time with them instead of the 80%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can use that 20% to eat all the cakes and have all the treats that you're going to have. Yeah, it's that happy medium. It's all about balance. It is, absolutely. I'm certainly not saying get rid of your good friends if they don't want to go on a diet with you. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm what I mean is, you know, you need to just make sure you're surrounded by a great support team. And even if it is something as simple as becoming part of what you do with tribal wellness or just putting your you know, your goals out there into a group of people, other like-minded women um, who can just say, well done, good for you. Um, often on the Vine, people come on and say, um, I've lost such and such um, in weight over the last couple of months. And often they might put a picture on and everyone's so supportive of that. And it's just like a pat on the back when perhaps there's no one else around to, to do it. So stay connected and, and get yourself a support group. It's so important. So look, now I'm going to move on to exercise, um, as this can be a big issue for single mums. So um, to do exercise, you need time and enthusiasm. And when we're rushing around all day, working, caring for our kids and everything in between, if we have spare time, we just want to flop down on the couch. Well, I know I do anyway. How can we look at exercise differently? And what do you suggest we do to incorporate it into our lives in a way that's enjoyable and fun and not a chore? Yeah, so this was probably the biggest challenge for me was consistency in exercise. And I still struggle today, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's, again, that mindset of I know that if I go and do something first thing in the morning, I feel charged and energised for the day. Um, it's that whole um, time management thing. I just get things done. I'm just ready for my day. So I love first thing in the morning. Um I know that for me, if I get up before my girls get up and whether it's just half an hour before, I'll get out a elliptical machine or I'll do some kind of weights or I'll do something um, just to raise my vibration, you know, that energy. When you wake up in the morning, you're a bit slut, tired and sleepy and unmotivated. Even just putting on a song and doing some dancing with the girls for three minutes just totally changes um, my energy and it just boosts me. So 
that's probably the first thing that I made myself do. Um, and then once I sent my girls off to school, whether I had one of them or not, I'd go for a walk. Um, and that was my daily I have to do sort of thing. Um, obviously, in the beginning, I started with two days a week and worked myself up from there. I've never done what's so different about this time around is that I just didn't put myself wholly into this. I just made the slow changes. So I went, okay, I'm going to walk two days a week and then build it from there. And I felt like going walking on other days, which was surprising for me. I was like, wow, this is working. This is I, My body's craving this. I want to do this. So, um, And then getting outdoors with my kids, I'd go, come on, let's go to the park. I'd find things and think of things to do that was outside taking them for a ride on their bikes, on the scooters or whatever, and I jog beside them instead of just sitting on the park bench on my phone or whatever it was that I do normally. Um, then I found um, like just doing, trying to incorporate exercise with my housework. So, you know, sweeping and mopping, just do it a little bit more energised. Um, when I'm hanging washing out in the line, I'll do squats while I'm hanging the washing yeah, out no, of the line. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. Put the music on while you're at it because it makes Yeah, you... <laughs> put the music on, let it, you know, and just just move quicker through your day and you just, you're just using more energy then and you just seem to – it's just positive all around. You're getting more done, you're feeling better, um, and then eventually, you know, your body shape's going to change along with that. But, yeah, and then the fitness tracker was the biggest one for me. Um you can set on the fitness tracker how many steps that you want to do per day. And I know this sounds so bizarre, but one day I was short by like a 1,000 points. My goal was 10,000 a day. So I ran around my backyard with my kids <laughs> until I got the points. <laughs> I, I dread to think what the neighbours thought. <laughs> oh, the kids thought it was great. They were cracking up laughing and running behind me. Like they just thought it was the funniest thing. And, you know, that's moments that I just wouldn't have done with my children and um, and at the same time it sort of gave me that little goal to achieve. So, yeah, stuff like that. Um, and then find a walking buddy or a gym buddy. Yeah, as we were saying, yeah. Mm. get somebody else to do it with you to encourage you it makes it so much easier but so we just when you were just talking about this because this counts your steps this um tracker that you have yeah does it okay yeah because what I just I just want to put this one out there because I mean I used to go to the gym I went through a stage of going to the gym for about three years every morning um and I got super fit and I've always been quite into fitness but I just haven't had the time lately and I've had a few health issues and I just haven't managed to join back up and what I've just found is the best thing is um a stepper a little stepper machine which um I just have in my um lounge room in front of the tv so they're really little you're not like one of these massive pieces of um gym equipment which takes over half the room it's just a tiny stepper and it costs less than a hundred dollars from um I think it was from uh, some sort of sports power or something like that. Um, but it is just the best little thing. And you can, I just hop on it for 10 minutes, three times a day. So first thing in the morning, like you say, just to get energized. The first thing I do is I stick the news on the TV and I step for 10 minutes and I don't think about it because I'm watching TV. Um, and I've got Netflix. So 
if I come home at lunchtime, I just get on my stepper for another 10 minutes and I just watch one of my favourite shows on Netflix. So you're not thinking about the fact that you're exercising. It's almost like a relaxation more than anything. And it's not maybe the best um, form of exercise ever, but it's something. It's like a it's like a bit of a power walk that you're doing. So you don't have to do anything huge, do you? It can be go for a walk in the park, or it can be go on a stepper for ten minutes. Anything like that is fine. It's all a start. Yeah. Um. I mean, I the things that I have at home, if I want to do in the morning before my girls wake up, I bought them all from Kmart, and they're five or ten dollars. There's like a little step. Um, a stretchy band thing to do exercises, dumbbell weights, there's things like that that you can just do at home that cost you next to nothing, especially from Kmart. Um, and it's as good as the, you know, expensive brands. It does the job and, you know, you can have it done, as you said, within 10 minutes yeah. you've done a quick little workout. Yep, you can do it all in your pyjamas or in your undies. Yeah. You don't have to put on any of your fancy gym gear um, or anything like that. You can just, it, it just makes it quicker, doesn't it? You're not going to the gym. You're not getting changed. You get up and do it. And, you know, before you know it, it's done. You've put the kettle on and you're having a cup of tea and you can start your day. So, yeah, I think it's really important because when people think of, oh, I've got to start exercise, they start thinking I've got to join a gym or I've got to do this and all those bigger things make you procrastinate. But in fact, there's so many little things that you can do um, and you can fit into your day um okay we better move on move on we keep we keep getting uh, we keep digressing so <laughs> as single mums we're often reluctant to do things just for ourselves for fear that we're neglecting our children's needs in some way i know when i've been on a diet before my kids are affected as i serve them different food or i have to make two different meals therefore putting less love into the food i make for them but really getting healthy is about the whole family um, it's something that we should all do together so how would you suggest we get our our kids involved and, and interested in becoming healthier as a family yeah well this was um, big for me I suppose and it came through the education part was um, realizing that I was poisoning myself but also my children um, and I just sort of went the cold turkey approach with them <laughs> um, I, I you know as parents we're responsible for what's bought and what's brought home um, and I just went, you know what, I have the control of that. I'm just not going to buy it anymore. And um, so I talked to my girls. I mean, Skylar's only just turned nearly two, so it was more Rose, who's five. Um, and I talked to her about the food. So as I learnt myself, I talked to her about it and educate her as well on, did you know that if you have an ice cream, this is what happens to your body. You know the sugar in it and this and that. It can make you feel like that and put it into her terms, obviously. But, you know, when you have sugar, like all of a sudden you want um, a big drink of water. That's because your body knows that it needs to wash it out and get rid of it. Um, you know, and she does that now. If she has something sugar, she's like, Mum, I need a drink of water. I need to wash it, you know, away. And, and um, yeah, so educating her, getting her involved in cooking the meals and preparing meals. So she now um, will grate foods for me. She'll peel carrots and things like that for me. We make muffins and bliss balls. She'll roll, try and roll the bliss balls with me. They may not be perfect, but they do the job. Um, and, yeah, we're just talking about that, growing our own food. We've grown snow peas and tomatoes and lettuces and a few different things. Um, and it's just, yeah, basically education for them. 
learning about food and, and how it affects their body. And I just decided that obviously when I'm making um, a meal for me, I make it um, so that it's suitable for them as well. So if, if, if I was making a salad and um, a piece of chicken on the side, I'd just make it some kind of finger food for them. So I'd separate it in a bowl and make it fun, maybe even use like cookie cutters to shape the food differently um, and stuff like that. And if she complained and said, oh, mummy, I don't like this, and I'd just say, well, look, honey, that's all there is. Mm. We've got nothing else. This is the only option. And eventually she ate it. <laughs> Oh, they do. They really do. It was really funny. I saw a friend of mine this morning, actually, when I went out, and he's a head chef at um, a really good restaurant near where I live. And he was saying, oh, he was going into work. He said, I've just had the worst morning with my son, and his son is three. He said, I feel like I've served 120 people in the restaurant, and I've, all I've done is feed my son breakfast. And I said, why, what happened? And he was saying how his son was pointing at the... First, he wanted cereal, then he wanted toast, and then he wanted the crust off his toast and all this. And I said, you know he's just playing you along, don't you? I said, he's just pushing his boundaries. And I said, you've got to use this time to let him know that, you know... What is put in front of him? He either eats or he doesn't have it. And I just found it so funny because you know what head chefs are like. You know, they're really quite strong-willed and powerful men. But he had been totally beaten by his three-year-old son who was bossing him around in the kitchen. But, you, yeah, it's like you have it, you eat what's there, um, or you don't have it. And it really does help in the long run, I think, if you do that with your kids early on. So I really ag agree with it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I mean, you're initially going to get some protests and maybe I, you know, would give in and give her something that she would normally eat, um, but the negotiation was she had to eat and try these things first yeah. before she could have the other thing that she was used to having. Um, yeah, so things like that. And I think if you're eating it and you're showing them that, that example, um, the more that they're interested in trying the new foods and, and it, wanting yeah. to do that. And I think with kids, I can't remember I read it once, but I think if you, you have to, they can try things up to seven times before they decide that they like it. So if they don't like something, get them to keep trying it. Obviously not every day, but you know, next month, let them try it again because as their tastes evolve, they might start to like it. Um, and just another idea that I've got that I do with, um, as I mentioned earlier, when they go to their dad's, my girls, they don't eat particularly well. Um, so what I've started doing with both of my girls is we cook a meal. I teach them how to cook a meal, like a spaghetti bolognese. And then I actually type out the recipe for them and they take it to their dad's and they can cook it there. Um, so it's a good way for his kitchen to get totally ruined and not mine. <laughs> and for them to prepare nice meals while they're over there and feel independent. So I'm teaching them skills that they can take elsewhere and use and they love it. So I've taught them to make spaghetti bolognese, cannelloni, they can make a treacle sponge, jelly. Um, and it is, it, you know, it's a way of turning your co-parenting situation, which is in many ways difficult, into a good thing. Yeah, I agree that anxiety of, you know, what they're going to be eating there is, you know, pretty crazy. But yeah. I'm lucky that um, I do have a quite a good relationship now with my ex and um, we do. I have talked to him about it, about, you know, respecting, um, you know, what they eat at home and just trying to incorporate those things. And I think he's seen the changes in myself and, and the kids 
that he, um, you know, is inspired by it, I think, as well. So well, that's brilliant. Really yeah, that's brilliant yeah. that he can see the change and he wants to do it as well. And look, you know, I'm, I think it is hard for guys because generally they don't enjoy cooking. Um, so when they find themselves in a co-parent situation and they suddenly um, have to start preparing meals and they haven't really done it much before, it is quite a learning curve as it is for us in many areas as well. Um, so hats off to all the dads out there who are um, doing their best to um, cook healthy meals. Um, yeah. So last question for you. Um, earlier you gave us some practical steps towards taking um, the first steps towards a healthier, happier life. So what would be your final words to any single mums listening who are still in need of encouragement and inspiration to get started on their wholesome new path? Well, I would say just start. Make the decision to start and if it's just one simple change that will um, start that ball, ball rolling. Um, I also use daily gratitude or some kind of positive um, affirmation, whether it's I use it for a week or a month, um, that helps me. But no matter how small, every step is towards that good health. It could be just the smallest little thing and be consistent with that and when you're comfortable with it, start on the next one. This is a lifelong journey. It doesn't have to be, you know, all in from day dot. Um, make the make the small changes. Um, being a single mum, our babies depend on us to teach them healthy habits for the future and to be around for the long term. So use that as your inspiration. Um, and, yeah, that's basically <laughs> where I'd start. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with it. And it's so important with... Um, saying just start today because I'm in my experience and I bet a lot of people do this as well if I say to myself oh I'm going to start being healthy next week then I'll be really really unhealthy <laughs> on the lead up to it because yeah. I'm thinking I've got to get as many unhealthy foods into my body as I can because I'm starting a new lifestyle change next week um, so often you end up finding it even harder when the time comes to make those changes so don't wait do it now even if it's just giving up one cup of coffee a day or rather than having dessert after dinner have some fruit start it today don't think oh i'm going to start it tomorrow i'm going to start it the next day do it now one tiny little thing just to get started um Look, I'm looking at the clock anyway, and as much as I'd love to keep chatting, um, we're going to have to wrap up. Um, Corinne, I think that I could probably talk to you for hours on this topic, um, and I'd love to delve deeper into it with you maybe in another podcast another time. Um, health and well-being is so hugely important to us single mums in order to care for our gorgeous little people, like you were saying. Um, we need to keep up the demands of our crazy lives, and we want to feel good as well. Um, look, just before we finish... Um, You've got a really good offer for the single mums listening who are keen to start their journey for a healthier, happier life. So can you just talk us through this offer? Yeah, so um, I would love to offer 10 mums that contact me um, for just a, basically a 30-minute consult on where you're at with your health and where you'd like to be and just to give you some simple little tips on how to start that, like practical stuff that we can implement straight away into your daily life um, and also a link to one of our customer webinars. I'd love to share one with you 
and it made us give you that inspiration to an education to say, okay, enough's enough and I want to make some changes. Perfect. So that was the first uh, 10 single Ten. mums who contact yep. you. Um, and what I'll do when I put this website, uh, sorry, this podcast up on my website I shall put a link through to you on there so that's how um, mums listening can contact you whether it's to get this special or whether they've got any other questions for you with regards to um, health I'm sure they'd love to come your way and ask Um, so thank you so much for your time Corinne it's been enlightening chatting to you Um, your advice is leveled sensible and doable um, and that's exactly what us single mums need you're an inspiration to me and your many followers on the tribal wellness movement and I look forward to many more chats and sharing of ideas with you in the future Thank you, Lucy. It's been an absolute honour and, um, yeah, I I just love spreading the word of health and how much it's changed my life and it's inspired me um, so much to make this a part of my life and, and continue on sharing that to others. Brilliant. Thank you. And, oh, and thank you, single mums, for listening. Just remember that there is a way to find a healthier, happier version of yourself but you need to take it step by step and create small changes that become new healthy habits in the lives of both you and your beautiful children. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.